go. Let's go. It is a Tuesday edition of the Plank Show. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. We do have, um, as every show starts with this disclaimer, we have a very busy program for you today. And by busy, I mean we have stuff to catch up on from yesterday's show. We had a, a really cool event that I was a part of last night with the WPF draft that I want to talk about. Uh, we got, we've got transfer portal additions, and I'm going to be honest with you, a little bit surprised by one for the Sooners. And, you know, Toby and TJ were talking about this. You had, you had a transfer portal addition for Oklahoma State that's already found a, a home, which is wild. We've got NBA playoff action that was – I was up late last night. I'm not going to lie. Uh, draft got done. I came home. I had something happen that's never happened to me before, Josh, or at least not recently. I lost everything from a story I was working on. Everything. So during the commercial breaks of this show – we are grinding and pounding to finish up a deadline. I think the deadline's already passed. Sorry, at OU photo guy. But to finish up a story that literally disappeared from my laptop. I mean, gone. I don't know where it went. I, I don't know. It's, it might be living in a stratosphere somewhere. But everything, gone. G-U-N-E. Kidding. Gone. Gone. But, and then I couldn't get away from two things that, that were happening last night. I couldn't get away from the Warriors-Kings game. And, dude, I couldn't get away from the Kings-Oilers game. <laughs> I was watching hockey playoffs late into the night last night. So, if you all want to get into that, I'm all in on it today. And, my goodness, man, the spring game is coming up in less than a week. So, we, we spend a lot of time talking about spring football, not just on this show, but on this station. We talk uh, a lot. We spend a lot of, if you will, innings talking about, hey, expectations, who we want to see, what we want to do. And then in the end, you finally get an opportunity to see it firsthand. And boy, do we have you covered come Saturday. So we'll tell you about all of our coverage. We'll dive into kind of some expectations for Saturday. And obviously, we've got news and notes and tidbits galore. What's going on, Josh Helmer? How are you standing by in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio today? Well, good morning, Plank. Uh, I'm doing well, my friend. So... I take it you uh, you aren't using the MacBook Pro with Microsoft Word, et cetera, et cetera, because then there would be, I believe, a recovery document. Thank you. Yes, you, you would be correct, Josh Helmer. You would be correct. I'm still very scared of my MacBook. Um, I, I used it last night whenever I was doing the draft, but I went back to Old Faithful with its cracked screen, there's a couple of pieces of tape on here. I don't know if, that you can refer to it as Old Faithful anymore. <laughs> well, well here, here's the funny part, okay? Before anyone's like, it's got auto-save. You shouldn't lose anything anymore. It was like the time whenever Toby had locked his keys in the car and an unnamed member of the radio crew was like, I didn't even know you could lock the keys in the car anymore. I thought the technology made it where you couldn't. Yes, I understand. The technology is there where you shouldn't lose everything. And yes, Josh, to answer your question, there was a saved copy of said story, and it had one sentence on it. In fact, um, I can read you that sentence if you would like. I, I would, yeah, I <laughs> would love to hear it. <laughs> the Oklahoma women's gymnastics team cemented its dynastic run with its sixth national championship in the last nine years. Beyond a focused group of veterans, a talented class of newcomers, and a little extra motivation on the morning of championship Saturday, the Sooners did it again. It's a great start. 
that's do you know what's funny? Would love about to it? see where it goes next. I uh, that's pretty much the start that had been there since uh, I don't know. We finished talking to the women's gymnastics team, so there was a little writer's block that was going on. But I feel good. I, I got all my transcribed um, quotes. interviews quotes back. Right. I got I got one more to dig up because I, apparently that didn't make the cut. I feel good about this story being done by the end of the show today. Oh, if you've got quotes, yeah, it's basically it's already written. I'm at 1,300 words, and I'm trying to get to maybe 2,000. I feel like 600 words for me is like a five-minute segment in radio. Have so, you uh, put quotes in yet? Oh, the quotes are in. Okay. And I, got, and I got one more rather long quote to add, to, so I think we're good. So you need about 500 words. Yeah. I mean, come on. I can add a lot of and thens and somehows and well, you just write the same sentence a couple of times <laughs> and you move it around a little bit. How was your Tuesday? How was your wait? Today is Tuesday. How was your Monday night? Uh, it was good, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good Monday. What, what about for you? The draft, man. How did it go? Well, you want you want to talk about it right here? Real yeah, quick? yeah. I'm curious how, you know how everything went. I, I would love to hear from. Uh, well, true. I saw True was there. I would love to hear from True to see what he thought. Um. I felt incredibly awkward, right? Because you're literally, if I could set the stage for you, uh, we're on an elevated stage. It's, it's, it's higher. That's what elevated means, Plank. I don't think you have to explain that to the peeps. But we're on an elevated stage, and we've got a table there, Alex Powers and I do. And then right next to us is the dais where Lauren Chamberlain, the commissioner, is announcing the picks. Now, I want to back up here just a second. It's been a dream of mine to host a draft, any draft. If you have a, a fantasy football league and you guys want to do a draft, I would love to set up a table, put on my coat and tie, and host the draft. I could bring – Josh could be my analyst – you know, I think what we learned last night, it wouldn't be bad to have two there. So I could have you. Maybe I was too expensive. Maybe that's why they could only have one. I'm kidding. I, you know, have a couple. I, I love the idea of a draft. I, you know, I've, I've grown up. This was number one, number one on my depth chart. You know, this and where now, what, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, like nine days away from the draft, whenever it, uh, next Thursday. So th- these are dream come true kind of things for me. So in my mind, I know what it's supposed to sound like. I know what it's supposed to look like. I, I, all the, I've lived watching drafts my whole freaking life, Josh. So I, I know the segues, the mannerisms. I mean, I could do this in my sleep, but I, I've never had to actually execute it in front of a live audience. <laughs> And then however many, I, I'm, I'm afraid to go look at the YouTube comments right now, but however many were watching online and kind of what the reaction was, you know, to it, which is something I, I, I may do later in the day just because you all know me, I hate me, and I'll, uh, I'll go in there probably right before I go to bed tonight with, uh, with a drink or something to hate myself even more. But in all reality, uh, it, was, it was really awesome. I, I can't think of it was really cool. There were some times where there were delays because they were trying as someone got picked that maybe they weren't expecting to get picked, so they kind of had to work through. I think the the spark threw them a couple of curveballs late with their last two picks that they had. They took the um uh, they took the Whaley girl out of Pitt, who was at Texas Tech, and then they drafted a player that was at Florida Atlantic, moved to South Carolina. And she wasn't even like on our draft sheet, Josh. She wasn't even 
Neither one of them were. So I think everyone was kind of thrown for a loop on that. But it, it was like a dream come true. I mean, it really was. I got to host a draft. I got to sit there and work with, you know, Alex Powers. I got to be a part of a historic night for the sport, a historic night for this city, for Oklahoma City, for the state of Oklahoma, the, the, the first true professional softball team. Yes, there's only four teams in this league, but uh, I met a couple of, uh, of people last night that are interested owners. And you know when you meet someone and you're like, oh, you're, you're rich, rich. Have you met someone where you're like, yeah, you, you meet some people that have a lot of money, but you can't really tell because they kind of got like that Mark Cuban vibe to them. Like if you met Mark Cuban in person, you probably wouldn't be like, that dude's a billionaire unless you knew that he was a billionaire. <laughs> Correct, yeah. Right. I met a couple people last night where I'm like, oh, bro, you sm- yeah, you're rich. Let's go. And <laughs> what is that, mahogany? What is that? Are you, are you, did you use a $100 bill as your deodorant today? Because I smell Benjamin Franklin right now. It's beautiful. So they, they've got a lot of potential expansion targets. So I think this league could grow from six to eight teams as time progresses. But just the event itself, Josh, I thought it was really cool. I, um, I really enjoy doing it, I guess is the best way to put it. Now I'll go and, and wait to see how you guys felt about it. Like I said, saw, saw a bunch of people, met a bunch of Sooner fans there. There was some, uh, I, I saw, well, and then of course, greedily, I, I got a chance to sit and talk to Jocelyn Allo, who was there for about a good 10 minutes to Jossie. She looks great. Um, she was, she was asking about my family. I was asking about hers. She's in the best shape of her life. Uh, I met her athletic trainer. He he has you know gyms all across the world. He was a great dude. Um, here's a blast from the past. I sat and talked to Alyssa Dalton for ten minutes, and I always loved Alyssa because uh, I got a chance to meet her mom and dad, and it was 2017 when she was there, and I was still very very new on on college and calling softball, and I just I was always she to me was one of the most athletic females I'd ever seen. When I saw, when I saw her play, I was like, "Holy smokes!" Now she had some issues that led to her leaving Oklahoma, but she ended up having a, a stellar career at the University of Louisiana, and now is in about—I think she just signed a two-year deal to play with the Smash It Sports Vipers. So I sat and talked to her for a while, got to catch up with Allison Fanning, get all the tea that's going on around the softball world. So I hope Trout wine. It was really, really a cool night for this sport. I mean, it was one of those nights where. Again, I, I don't know what the future looks like for the WPF. I don't know what this season's going to look like attendance-wise. I have high hopes. But just at least for that night, Josh, it was, really, it was a really special, cool night. I hope, and if you missed it, um, Alex Straco was the number one pick overall. And I, I think part of it is because Alex is going to be in Oklahoma City this summer. Uh, you can't commit right they can't go out and the the girls can't be there which sucks but because of NCAA rules they they can't make any kind of agreement or commitment until their eligibility expires and or you would risk your eligibility right unless you're willing to forfeit said eligibility Right. right and it was kind of funny because every single person that was drafted last night and I'm not kidding I'll show you my notes every single person that was drafted last night Josh had been in college for like five years so it's leadership leadership Leadership, leadership, leadership. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I know you guys are probably getting tired of this, but here's uh, leadership is something that's really good for this player. But it was just, it was a really, I, I hope more fans go. It was a lot. I'll tell you this much, dude. There were more people there than I expected. 
<laughs> it was one of those where I sat down early. I was like, oh, ooh, there's people here. There's a lot of people here. Good. So, yeah, it was it, it was really fun, man. Suit I, game was looking sharp, I see here from True Sooner. Uh, yeah, Q, Q Clothier, thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate y'all for making me look good. It was a reason for me to wear my new suit. It's just, it's different, right? It, it's something new, so it's always a little bit of a challenge for me, but I loved it. And here was the other thing. Uh, I don't know if you remember, do you remember Shelby and Nicole Pinley that played at OU, Josh? Oh, yeah, of course. So they had their nephew, his name was Owen, and Owen was was about ankle high, bro. He was maybe maybe three years old, maybe, and he would he would be running around the concourse. He'd be waving the Twizzlers. He yeah. was he was that. And last night, um, I met him. Well, I met him. I saw him there, and he's like my size. He's like ten years old, and he's just walking around. He's like, he's like, hey, I'm Owen. It's like, whoa, you're Owen. <laughs> uh, his mom and his no, dad, you're not. You're three no, years you're old. You're three years old. You get back in that little toddler body, and you walk around and you act like hey, this isn't happening. It's swing those Twizzlers. <laughs> But no, dude, it was a really, really cool night. I, I, I hope that it catapults some really cool stuff for this league continually. And I hope we get to a point where everybody is able to be there. I thought the, the thing that would have made it better was if Alex Duraco, uh is picked and she's able to walk up and she's able to get her jersey uh, and, and we're able to talk to her maybe in time. But I was just – it was a really cool event. It was It was really well done. Well – it would be nice to see that get worked out, and I understand the eligibility portion of Completely it and, understand, and forfeiting yeah. that, but really, if the NCAA wants to be in the business of growing a sport, this is a, a little bit different. You, uh-huh. you, could, you could let folks come out and shake hands and say, hey, can't wait to be a part of this. Yeah, it was – it's something that I hope – Josh, they work through in time. I'm not I'm not a smart man. I'm not smart enough to understand how just being there, right, would risk anything eligibility-wise whenever you have contracts with sponsors and you have your NIL deals. I, I just I cannot fathom how just being like, hey, um, I'm trying to think of who the second pick. Uh, Bailey Klingler. Uh, Bailey Klingler is here. It's like, oh, God, she broke rules. She's here. Eligibility. What is she doing here? Eligibility. Eligibility. Poof. You're gone. gone. I mean, it's I over. Sorry, I don't mean Blocked. to yell into the mic here this early, but I just I, I don't know um, how that screws anything up for just being there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a really fun night. So if if you guys want to react to that, you, you, you can at four zero five. Why did I? Why am I struggling? Six five one three four three nine. Gosh, I almost gave out someone's number that just texted me. 405-651-3439. Okay, um, enough about last night. When we come back, let's talk about the transfer portal additions for the Sooners. Uh, and I'm surprised by this. We'll get into it next on The Ref. You know, I've fallen for a few tricks on Twitter.com in the past, Josh Helmer. It happens. And I'm not going to lie, whenever I was scroll. Excuse me. Whenever I was scrolling around yesterday and I saw the news about Jaden Davis, I, I honestly thought, okay, am I 
am I falling for another Twitter prank here? Is this another one of those where, um, where I don't know, just for some reason it's funny because you're going to announce a, uh, a, a transfer and get me to, to retweet it or something of that nature. But I, I got to be honest. I was a little bit surprised by this to see Jaden Davis in the transfer portal. He made the announcement through his Twitter feed saying, thank you, Sooner Nation, for everything. I'll be entering the transfer portal as a graduate transfer with one year of eligibility remaining. Now, again, I I, I know there's two sides to this, right? Because I'm sure that there are some that maybe kind of like me that see this and say, oh, all right. This is a really good sign for some of the guys that that we've seen already. This is a good sign for Makari Vickers. It's a good sign for Josiah Wagner because Jane Davis entering the portal probably means that they've already surpassed him or, you know, the – why do I always blank on the, the – the, uh, Kendall, Kendall Dolby. Dolby. Thank you. Oh, I almost got it. Kendall Dolby. But then I, I also – because we've all seen Jane Davis, right? We, we all know what he's capable of. But I also, I don't know, when, when you have a guy that is talked up as much as, as Jaden Davis was by the coaching staff and you get that buzz and that, that's the best way to put it, vibe that the coaching staff really likes him. I mean, I, I've talked about this quite a bit during last year's women's clinic. You know, the guy that was there representing the Sooners in just about everything was Jaden Davis. Right there was there's a handful. I think Ethan Downs was there, and he came and talked, and a couple of other players. But the dude that was there from start to finish was Jaden Davis, and everyone talked about him. And I didn't think he necessarily had a bad season last year, Josh. So, you know, I I, I hate to see him go, but it also I, I feel like okay, I know what I'm going to get with Jaden Davis. I know what he's capable of. Obviously, he's going to always be limited by his size. So, I. I, don't, I, I was kind of torn on how to feel about this. So help me out at 405-651-3439 without disparaging and destroying a young man, people, that you love to do on the text line. But, Josh, I'm a little bit torn here because it gets me pumped about the guys that they have, right? But then I'm also, that's, this is a dude that just seems so bought in and, and the coaches seem so bought in on him that I'm a little bit surprised to see that this is the direction that he went. Yeah, and I think it, it's hard not to make those uh, connect-the-dots takeaways from this. I, I do. I mean, if, if that's true and the coaching staff likes Jaden Davis, then I don't know why you'd leave right? unless some of the younger guys have a chance to – pass you up on the depth chart, or at least Jaden Davis was worried about that, or Dolby came in and and basically took the gig away alongside Woody Washington. He has to know that he's probably not starting or has reason to believe that he's not going to be starting here. And so he he goes exit stage left, but certainly wish him well. Yeah, I I do. I do too. Um, It is – Again, if if Justin Broyles had entered the transfer portal last year, I think it, I'm not comparing Jane Davis to Justin Broyles by any stretch of the imagination. But when I I, I saw that, yeah, I, I just I popped up the uh, the text line, 
And Brad in Bartlesville writes, I feel we're losing depth with Jaden gone. I agree. Um, now, some of you, there's a faction of you that he's gone, and in your mind it's, all right, good, let's get these next guys in. And that's fine. I mean, I, I, I say this a lot on the show, but I, I feel like I ask fans to act differently than I do about my team. Right, I when the Raiders make a move on a guy that's been around, let's just say, oh gosh, Derek Carr. You know, I'm like, oh, thank God he's gone now. We can finally do X, Y, and Z. But in reality, you know, it sucks, right? Because they lose somebody that has been a major part of that of that team, and you can have different feelings about him. But I'll be happy that he's gone. But yet, I'm telling everybody, hey, calm down. Let's let's stay positive on this. So, um, in the and I'm not happy Derek Carr is gone. I'm just using that as an example. My point is, just because a guy doesn't fit what you want as a player or what you view is the ultimate corner, Josh, or, or tight end or whatever, doesn't mean that it's, it's good that he's gone. Does that make sense? Because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, good, get him out of here. He's not going to help us out anyway. But what if Woody Washington gets hurt? You know, what if, what if Josiah Wagner struggles? What if uh, Kendall Dolby gets dinged up? I mean, I just... I, I feel like there's two positions that you can never have enough of. And one of those is corner and the other one is wide receiver. I just, I feel like you can never have enough corners and wide receivers. So when I saw this, despite how you might feel about a guy who came from, you know, very deep in the depth chart the last couple of years, seemed kind of to get buried under the previous regime and, and had a decent year last year. I worry about depth kind of like Brad does. Am I alone in that? I think you make a fair argument that, uh, look, all best laid plans can quickly change. Preach. And Jaden Davis is somebody that has played a lot of football at the University of Oklahoma, whether or not, and I wouldn't even say whether or not. I mean, it's look, it was up and down. Right? Sure. I mean, oh, there, yeah. there were some really, really good moments early and then kind of, kind of mixed in with some not so great, which would, I think, Everybody at corner, you could say that about anybody the last couple of years that's been playing cornerback at the University of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Really, probably the secondary in general, you could say that about, though. Maybe some would say Billy Bowman, they feel, has largely been good in the secondary. So there's an argument to be made at safety that there's at least one player that wouldn't necessarily fit that profile. But generally speaking, you know, it's been an up-and-down group. But yet, there's someone in Jaden Davis that, again... (laughs) Plank has played a lot of significant snaps for this program if you had gotten into a bind. Um, see, this is the kind of perspective that I knew we were going to get, and, and, and it's your opinion. That's fine. Um, from the 918, big deal. He had one good season. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was his last season. I mean, it's not like he had a good season his freshman year and you never saw him again. Um, yeah, I thought he played pretty well at times last year. Um, broken era fat boy. If Davis was going to play, he would still be here. Okay. I, here's the hard thing for me is y'all are putting a lot on things you haven't seen. And, and maybe to a certain extent, that means better, right? I feel confident about Josiah Wagner and Kendall Dolby. And I feel confident about the role that, you know, uh, Macari Vickers is going to have. I think they're, they're really good athletes. But from a, a depth perspective, what have we really seen from Kenai Walker, right? 
Um, Gentry Williams is going to factor into that, you know, pending everything good with him health-wise. Are they projecting Jaden Rowe as a corner or a safety? Because we've gone with the whole just listing everyone as a DB right now on the roster. Because, I mean, I was pretty high on on Jaden Rowe, but he does go 212, so I don't know if maybe he's considered more of a safety than a corner right now. But, I mean, it, it maybe he did look at it and say, oh, man, I really want to play. Um, you guys, best of luck. I mean, obviously, he's not a big dude. He, he's a little bit smaller for that position. Uh, he only goes 5'10", but we'll see. All we'll, of we'll the uh, recruiting sites, by the way, had Jaden Rowe as a corner, so I okay. don't know. T- take that for what it's worth. Yeah, and, and I, kind of, I kind of like back and forth on this. I feel, I feel this from the 5'8", too. He writes, Davis figured he wasn't going to play. He needed a leave to play. Nothing wrong with that. No one's going to stay to be depth. Can't blame him. Especially not at that stage of your career. Right. So, I, so in other words, you're taking that approach kind of like I am, right? Where it's, man, I hate to see him go. I would love to have him there for depth. But obviously, when you look at it and, and you kind of see how it played out for him and, and what you've seen coming into this program, it's probably not something where there's a negative feeling from the coaching staff about him leaving. Or a negative feeling from him. He just he got passed up on the depth chart, and that happens. Now, I'll be fascinated to see where he lands, right? I mean, yesterday, Oklahoma State had an offensive lineman enter the portal, and literally he was at BYU in like 12 seconds. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to end up in that abyss like a handful of some of the guys that entered the transfer portal for the Sooners did, or if he lands somewhere we, where he can play right away. Like uh, – I always bring up Tulsa because it's right up the turnpike, and that's my alma mater. Like, he'd be a great fit there. Um, And I think he'd play a lot. But I just – I always worry whenever someone leaves that the coaching staff was really high on. I don't know why. That always triggers something. Regardless of every X and O expert that's out there and and, and checking in today, I just – coaching staff really seemed to like him. But he always had his limitations. He he did, but – Look, those guys aren't dummies. They've coached football a long time. They they know what's good when they see it. And probably felt like, man, if we could just get this or that to, to totally click, then, you know, look out. But it just consistently wasn't that way. Somebody uh, asked how many of the 2019 signing class Ooh. are still here now with Jaden Davis's uh-huh. departure. Oh, my gosh. And based on my count via the 24-7 sports commits list that they have of 24 enrollees, the, the number is five, and that's with Stogner coming back. So you can debate you can debate whether or not you would count Stogner since he left and came back, but let's count him, okay? So you've got Austin Stogner, right. Woody Washington. You've got Marcus Stripling, Marcus Major, and Marcus Hicks, and that's it out of the 24. It was the number five recruiting class in the country. Now, granted – that that's four years ago now. So th- this conversation two years ago. Oh my gosh! Look, the the class has evaporated. But and I'm not saying it's great. It's it's clearly guys have left for a number of different reasons. Plank, but this is uh, you know we're a graduation cycle removed from this thing. I, I I understand, but I think to your point, this is that time when you do truly grade those recruiting classes. This is that time where you can go back and grade those recruiting classes because 
now you have the time to kind of get some perspective on what what those dudes developed into. And, bro, I remember high fives and celebrations everywhere about that 2019 class. And now when you look back on it, oof. 2020 is not much better. Let's get into that next. True, hang in there. I I know I I asked for you to call in because I want to talk about the draft. We'll do it next. 405-651-3439. I remember fighting with somebody. uh, We we did the show together, right, in 2019. I think our first year was 16 together. We definitely did. Yeah. I remember literally getting into an altercation almost with someone on the air about Stacey Wilkins. And he was in that 2019 class. It's like, well, Stacey Wilkins going to be the left tackle for the future. Got him in this car. I mean, there's just no question about it. <laughs> no. No. All right, quick break. Quick break. We'll get to the calls next and your text right here on The Ref. You're on The Ref. Really good stuff, guys. You're on fire on the text line. Uh, 405-651-3439. Let me get True in here. He was front and center last night at the dub, dub, WPF draft. What's going on, True? How are you, man? Well, well first of all, on the, on the OU football stuff, I thought I think it's a testament to Brent, too. But I think he's honest with these players. You know, I think if they come Good to him point. and go, hey, what's what's my status? A, a lot of coaches um, would probably say, oh, you have an equal chance, you know, to hang in there for one more year. But he, I mean, I'm not, we don't know this for sure, but I truly believe he's honest with these guys. I think you're right. Um, and I also, by the way, I, I don't think that you just have to guess that. I think it's, right. I can't promise you this. He even said it about Theo E's, right? Whenever Theo right. left, he's like, hey, Theo wanted to go somewhere where he could be a number one. And that just probably, you know, wasn't going to happen here. So I, I, I think you're on to something. I had a great time last night. I, I bounced back and forth about whether to go or not. I was like, man, do I really want to go? I had to kind of drag myself. But when I got down there, I was really glad that I went. Um, there's a lot of pretty people down there, Plank. Uh, a lot of pretty people. <laughs> I mean, you were, you, were, you were standing next to one of them. Yeah. Uh, but there was, there was a lot. <laughs> it really made it really, you know, I, I felt a little underdressed. I felt like I was the guy that uh, – you no, know, no, come jeans. on, dude. There were people there in jerseys. You were you were dressed oh, fine. Yeah. You were perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, it really went well. I thought that you you really kept it going. I think it could have been one of those situations where it could have really drug on. But I think the fact that that you were seeing it, keeping it going, keeping it lively. I think that I think the minutes. I, I really liked the two and three minutes between the rounds. I thought that was really cool. Um, I, I I was wondering now. Okay. With OU, with with the with the spark picking these OU players, mm-hmm. and I understand, you know, and because I I don't know that much about softball around the country, but are they? Is it a mixture of hey, we got to get some regional guys, and we got to get the best players, and they're going to pick the regional guy over the regional or over the great, or is it just a fact that? I mean, is Starocko? Do you think she's actually the number one pick in the draft? Do you think that? I'm surprised Grace Lyons didn't go early. Well. Okay, here, here's two things on it, and we kind of talked about this, but uh, you can't, due to NCAA rules, you can't right. sit and, and, and get a commitment about whether or not they're going to okay. play in the league. Now, remember, there's a second league, too, that has the, the Athletes Unlimited has their draft, and Jocelyn right. Allo was the first pick in both leagues last year. She chose the WPF. Mary Iacopo did as well. Um, so... I, I think that Alex Straka went number one for a couple of reasons. Um, one of those is she's going to be in Oklahoma this summer. 
She's got an internship with the Oklahoma City. I, I, it might be more than an internship. I'll have to ask. But she's uh, she's got a, a she's going to be working with the Thunder this summer, okay. right? And so okay. I think that that Tina and Robert Floyd looked at it and said, "We know she's going to be here. She is a known name. She gives us a good, strong arm." And I and I feel like that they want to get people. They want to kind of pull on that Oklahoma and that Oklahoma State right. buzz, right? Uh, Which is smart. Yeah, yeah, and and I also think you want to go get people that you know you're not are going to come play for you. And I think in Shanice Dels, I think in um, Alex Duraco, and I think in in Haley Lee, they feel like for certain with those three, they're players that are going to come play for them. Where 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 is the money coming from, Chris? Like, okay, so I don't know what these players are making. I haven't, I can't find either. anything information on anything, but you know they don't have any TV contracts. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, um, but where is the money coming from as far as traveling and as far as paying these players? And I know they have a radio contract, but I mean, is it just is it is somebody putting some money up front? Is it hoping for bigger things? Uh, yes, yes, on all of it. I think okay. that I, I think that you have investors who are buying into this becoming something that in time there will be a TV contract, and in time there. There will be obviously the growth of you know the ticket sales and things of that nature. Right. So that this right. is, and I think that's what you know. Just to be fair, I mean, I don't think Robert Floyd would mind me saying this, but in the conversation that that he's had, I think that they're looking to make an even bigger investment. I think that it could be even bigger than just say the Oklahoma City Spark. I could see this thing growing big time for the Floyds. So. That's what it is, right? It's just it's that simple. Right. It's, it's you're investing it's so in like you do with with a startup company or anything. There's right. they're one year in. They're they're adding teams, and the way they're going to make money is to continue to add teams, and obviously to continue to get more eyes on it. I was surprised Lions didn't go to the to the spark in that sixth round. I, I think Grace Lyons told him that she didn't necessarily oh, okay. think she could gotcha. commit. That's just gotcha, what I'm gotcha. hearing. All right. All right. Thanks. You guys have a great day. See you, true. All right. Yeah. I mean, in fact, Joe from Guthrie asked, did Grace Lyons get drafted where she expected to, or did she go later than expected? I didn't expect Grace Lyons to get drafted last night. I didn't expect Montana Fouts to get drafted last night. Um, I, I was actually kind of surprised that Megan Faramo got drafted last night because she hadn't really given an indication yet. But when the pride drafts you, that's a pretty good sign that they feel, they feel like you're going to come play for them. So, yeah, well, that's what this is. You might look at it and say, how can you have a draft and the best shortstop in the game doesn't go until the sixth round? Well, there's why. Because they just don't know if she's going to play and, you know, Brandon Phillips and, and his ownership group. And, by the way, uh, I, I guess I'd kind of forgotten about this. Did you know that part of the ownership group for the Texas Smoke, Josh, includes Jade Cargill, who's a wrestler? She's <laughs> – and she is – I mean, to maybe use as politically correct a term as I can, bro, she is stunning in a person. You're like, whoa, (laughs) Jade Cargill, let's go. She's, I think her, I don't know if they're married, but she's, uh, her and and, and Brandon Phillips have a lot of business ventures together, uh, and they just decided, hey, we're going to take a chance on on drafting Grace Lyons, and if she comes, great, and if she doesn't, okay. But could you imagine that double play combination, Grace Lyons to Janae Jefferson? Be pretty cool. Yeah, I just don't think Grace has given an indication if she's going to play or not. Uh, thanks, Drew. Glad you went out. I thought it was a good time. Someone asked a really good question on the on the text line from uh, 580 Nate. We were talking about the 20, 
No, that's not 5808. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a 405. 405. Um, how many of those players were thrown in jail or kicked off the team? Well, um, not as many as you would think. I mean, obviously, you've got one major issue in the 2019 recru- recruiting class with someone who had legal issues, right? Um, and that was uh, not Theo Weiss, uh, Trajan Bridges. Yep, Bridges. The, the tw- now, the 2020 class, we could maybe have a little bit of a different conversation on that front, right? The, 20, the 2020 class had, a, had, what, Mikey Henderson? Man, I remember and, when we and, – uh, And one more, right? Yeah, Mikey Henderson and uh, Seth McGowan. So, you know, there's, there's two guys when you look back that we were just in love. It's like, oh, man. Do you remember how great Mikey Henderson looked against Oklahoma State? We were talking to – Josh Norman is like, dude, he looks like you out there. And it just never really materialized. So well, it, like, didn't, oh. it didn't have the chance to. No. It, it was it was about to. Oh. He was going to be great. He was I, I'm convinced he else. was going to be an NFL guy. He just did so many things well. You know what's kind of funny is I'm you've got me now looking back on this 2019 class. All three of those guys might have been NFL guys. I I thought Trajan Bridges was going to be the best receiver of the three. Theo Wees, Jane Hazelwood, Trajan Bridges. I thought Bridges was going to be the best. And remember how active his dad was on social media and everyone's like, his dad will get him lined up. Didn't happen. And that's nothing against his dad. It just it shows you that even the, the best parents in the world, you can end up in situations where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm at my wits end. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny, though. I feel like every single player, when I look back on this 2019 class, I feel like there's a story about every single one. I feel like you can go back and uh, – for instance – Whoever asked this about the 2019 class, you've ruined my productivity during the breaks, okay? I'm not getting this story done during the breaks because I'm going back and reliving the craziness of this 2019 class. And I was and I'm doing the signing day shows, remember all the talk. I remember Ty Armin, and he signed and no one was really talking about him. And he was a safety who I, I don't even know whatever happened to him. But when he signed, I remembered one of the recruiting guys that will remain unnamed texted me and said, it said, I don't think this guy is ever going to step on the field. It's like, what? He goes, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's ever going to play. Oh, he's at SMU now. Oh, so are we going to see him or, or did he already graduate? I think he's already, I think he's already done. Cause the last stat they have from him was 2021, but yeah, he ended up playing in six games. Uh, oh no, no, that was at SMU his freshman year. Yeah. He was a three-star guy. And I was digging for information. I texted him, I'm like, do we know much about Tidy Armin? He goes, why? I'm like, well, he just signed. He's like, no. I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's not going to play. <laughs> That's no help. I've got no help from you right now. Yeah, that, that wasn't any help. <laughs> but in the end, he was right. The other guy on that class that they signed that, uh, that everyone was kind of miffed about was Jonathan Perkins. Jonathan Perkins was a linebacker. And I, I remember listening to the unofficial 40 with uh, – with McQuistian talking about it, I don't even know if he, I don't even know if he ended up going anywhere else after he left Oklahoma, did he? But yeah, you, know, you, you go back and you just think about all these stories and all these guys that you had so much, so much hope for, and it just doesn't always pan out. You know who the the crown jewel was of that 2019 class, Josh? Spencer Rattler. Yep, yep, yep. All right, quick break. Uh, more of your text coming up. We'll talk uh, all – we'll be all in, all in on spring football coming up in 10 minutes from now right here on The Wrap.
All right, I'm feeling good, Josh. We're making some progress during these commercial breaks. We are, we are. At OU Photo Guy. Now, knowing that I do have some responsibilities at 11 a.m. that are going to take me away from the show a bit, have you complained to management yet? This is three weeks in a row where I haven't been able to do every hour of every show during the week. Ah, not yet, but I'm saving that for my uh, annual negotiations. (laughs) Listen, let me tell you something. This plank guy, he never does the show. He's never here. No, it's really, it's no big deal. Um... I, can, can we get some text here? I know that I know we've only got a minute, but and we also we also find ourselves absolutely positively inundated now with trying to find stories from the 2019 recruiting class. Sooner Gundy writes, we need a 30 for 30 on the 2019 Sooner football class. Might need one for the 2020 class here Dude, pretty soon. We're sitting here. Who'd you ask me? You're like, who is this guy? I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard of him before. There's there's some of the guys and this was just three years ago i mean there's guys from that 2020 class that are that are still around right i mean there's a really good chance that chandler morris is going to be the starting quarterback for tcu this year but yeah it's um you're like who's Noah nelson i'm like i don't know i've never heard of Noah nelson but he was in the 2020 recruiting class i will die more next right here on the round